Lindy. Linda. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing, friend? I'm good. I'm just looking at the weather to see what the temp is. And it feels like amazing out. But it says it's 82, and I think that's wrong. 82 can't feel amazing? I mean, I guess it can if the humidity is low. 90%. Get that low humidity, get that nice breeze cutting through. I think 82 can mm. feel pretty nice. Yeah, it That's feels... take at least. It feels amazing. I love that this is a podcast about the weather now. I, I embrace this fully. Uh, well, the birds are chirping. It feels good. I'm sitting outside. It's just, what more could you ask for? We did, the heat did break nicely these past few days. It's been kind of unbearable here, but then the heat broke, and it's been nice. It's been really nice outside. Yeah, same here. Outside is good. We love same to see coast. it. Same coast. You do love to see it. You don't hate to see it. The opposite but you of love that. it. The opposite right. of that. Tell me, how was your weekend? My weekend was fine. It was lots of magic. It's a release weekend, as we have a few times a year. Oh. So I played lots of magic in person. The first time in-person magic with masks off. The last time we had a release oh. weekend, the masks were on. But now the mask mandate is lifted. Vaccinated people don't need masks. It's a new wow. world, Linda. It's a new world. That's amazing. How did it feel? It felt normal. Cool. I don't know. I don't feel that weird going back to normal life. Everyone else is like, ooh, it's going to be so weird and it's going to take forever. I'm like, no, I'm pretty much used to it pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, I got, I got pretty in, into it uh, pretty fast. Yeah, basically the only thing is I do feel utterly exhausted after social engagements but even that's starting to wear off a little bit yeah exactly starting to feel normal again yeah my social anxiety is crippling but then i feel okay do you have crippling social anxiety linda uh sometimes especially with large groups of women Mm, Um, women are scary well it's not that luckily i have a great therapist who's helped me to unpack my years of being in church and having you know, church ladies actually judging you. So I now know where it comes from and uh, that, you know, it was valid. There was a time in my life where people actually would judge me incessantly yeah, behind sucks. my back. And they'd, but they'd be perfectly pleasant to my face and they'd smile and they'd be so nice. And they let me know that they're going to pray for me. Mm. And then uh, mm. they say horrible shit behind your back, and you hear about it through the grapevine. So, Wait, what could they have possibly been mad at you at? You didn't have any tattoos. You didn't ride any motorcycles. I mean, what were you doing to upset the church ladies? Uh, I I dated a black guy. Andy. Oh right, I remember this. Yeah, <laughs> God, oof, and, unthinkable, Linda. Truly unthinkable. These, yeah, these are truly horrible, horrible people. Um, so their opinion should not matter. And now that I'm old enough, I I know. And I know that they were horrible, and they can't hurt me anymore. But, you know, it's still, like, the trigger is still there. Like, oh, there's a big group of women. What are they going to say when this is over? I bet they hate me. What am I doing? And there's, like, all this. My mom would, you know, let me know what pressures there were. Because she'd be like, well, you have to wear your tights, and you have to wear the shoes, and you have to look this certain way, or else it's not appropriate, and people will talk. So, you know. Lots of stuff to reinforce that voice in your head. And it it just triggers it up. Nice job, church. Right? Doing so good at spreading the good word of the Lord. The church is as an institution, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, stupid. Oh, so stupid. I'm always afraid that uh, that all the women in my life hate me. This is a this is a thing. Really? 
yeah. I mean, to some Where does degree. yours come from? Oh, mine comes from being a man, and uh, I hate men, and so I understand why everyone else should justifiably hate men, and uh, Ooh, I'm one of yeah. those. So you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a constant war that I fight with myself. I believe the, I believe the conservatives would call me a cuck for uh, for being worried about that, but right, but I am. exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a fair over the years. I've had a fair number of women friends that have basically told me to my face, like, yeah. I like you in spite of all of that awfulness, which right. you are barely, just barely overcoming with your charisma and charm. Right. We'll excuse you this time. I, I, you the the tread first lightly. time I ever heard the word cis, it was uh, one of my friends freshman year of college in their women's studies course uh, was talking about their day in class and they were like talking with a friend and I was nearby and they were like trying to explain the idea of cis and they were like, oh, Andy. Andy's cis. He's like the most <laughs> cis guy I've ever known. And I'm like, what is this word? And they were like trying to explain it. And I was very self-conscious about it immediately. And uh, I still have that relationship with being a big, loud white dude. Yep. It's who you be. Yeah. It is indeed who I be. Yep. But now you know. It's yeah. better to know it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm always worried that... Uh, Exactly the kind of women I, I want most desperately to like me, the, mo- the most progressive and, uh, you know, <laughs> left-leaning or whatever are the ones I'm most worried are going to just, you know, not like me at all. Right. Exactly. I get that. Yeah. That's okay. It's not their fault. It's my fault. And society's yeah. fault. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing is like, uh, that's my shit, you know, just being able to own <laughs> what, that. What's your shit? Like, like you in that, in your situation, you're like, this is my shit and that's not on them. Uh, I don't think I own it, Linda. I think I try and fight it. Do you? Yeah, sure. I, 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 you know, try and embrace feminine tropes. I'll always get the like pink version of anything if I have the option to. I feel like I'm always trying to like be less that basically. Oh, right. Well, of course. And I think that's not well, what that's, I mean. That's by not owning, owning it. it. I think what is owning it then? By, by owning it, I mean, like, you, you know what you are. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, and I want to be good. And I'm not going to, like, take my insecurities out on other people. Well, just, you to know? be clear, like, I think there are many, many aspects of masculinity which are inherently bad. I think there right. are many aspects of masculinity which are not inherently bad at all, but through, through association, you know, they, they throw a particular shape, right? And yes. even those things about myself, like, I, I certainly hope, I have, I've certainly tried to fight the fight of, like, not having any of the things that are actually bad, you know, manifest as much as I can. But even the things right. that aren't actually bad, I will always try to fight the fight for, you know? Right. Exactly. It's always healthy to define yourself by what you're not, I feel. That's just a very healthy attitude, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day? You've you've uh, you're still you're still in this little interregnum between between work. How uh, how are you doing with your with your not working? Oh well, so uh, work started today. Today's your first day. Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought you had another week or so. Yeah, BB. It's been like. Hey, congratulations, Linda. Thank you. Yeah, it's been like five weeks. It's been a while. I I was talking to a friend. I had another friend who is uh, between jobs, and they were gonna have like two months off between their jobs. And they started back at their new job today, and I was like, I cannot believe it's been two months. If you had asked me, yeah. I would have said, oh, it was three weeks ago that so-and-so left their oh, other yeah. job. But no, it's been time two months. Is really, time is really scooting by right now. Um, so, yeah. So, I just started, and oh, 
I'm so I'm so pleased with my choices, Andy. Independent I'm so woman. Making your way yeah. downtown, walking fast, <laughs> doing whatever you want. The You're song that plays in every woman's head. Bing-a, yeah. bing-a, bing. Just on constant repeat for all us gals. Hey, that song slaps, okay? I love that song. <laughs> Look at me. I'm, I'm fighting the patriarchy. I'm fighting the expectations. That song rules. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so I put that on my boot box, um, on my mm-hmm. cassette cassette playing boom you put box it on your device. white and pink boom box of course yeah and i'm and, sure you put full uh, makeup on this morning you know did your nails and stuff so you could feel powerful fresh perm over the weekend and i made my way downtown you put your heels and... on to work out of your home as a contractor <laughs> and yeah but it's, it's kind of nice because they're treating me like a normal employee and putting me through all the normal onboarding stuff so i can kind of see like how they're running their shit and oh so organized so calm so peaceful i definitely made a good a good choice um so i'm feeling very happy it was a chill day you know had a great chat with my my boss man who i'm gonna be working with on stuff yeah i'm just feeling really positive right now that's great i'm very happy for you Oh, another thing to celebrate is that my my BFF had her baby. Oh, this is the one um, that you were playing a baby shower for. Uh, yes, not Atlanta, but yes, here. Right. How did the yes. baby shower go that you were planning? Did it go off without a hitch? Oh, it was totally great. Did everybody yeah. eat? You know, uh, did you have a big gender reveal balloon pop and firework party? And then, <laughs> you know. Nope. She specifically requested that we do none of that shit. And we did not. And have you ever been just... to a baby shower that was like that? No, I, have. I know it's awful. I know for a fact that my sister did it, and she knew better than to invite me to it. That's so, good. That, that's good that she knows you at least. Yeah, she was just like, "You're gonna hate this. This is for the parents." Um, and if I have a baby, I will obviously not do that shit. What was yours like? Was it like cupcakes that bled like red or blue or? Something I don't like remember that. what the gender reveal shtick was. I think the gender was maybe already known at the time of this baby shower. And to be clear, I was not, it was a traditional baby shower, so no men invited. But I did, you know, I think drop my sister and mom off and then pick them up at the end of it or something. But, you know, yeah. they did the whole thing where you, like, you melt candy bars in diapers. Are you familiar with this? Oh, I've heard about this. It sounds so Why? stupid. Why? So what do you do? Just and what? then you like you melt, melt candy bars into diapers and then you have to like guess which one it is, I guess. Yeah. I don't. It's like. It's so stupid. If you if you pitch that idea in like, you know, a creative meeting, it'd be like, nope, go back to the drawing board. That's the first idea. Yeah. You're like, uh, quick, things about babies. Uh, uh, diapers. Uh, diapers is a thing yeah, about babies. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like... like the giant dick at the bachelorette party. It's like, uh, 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 she's marrying a man. What do we know about men? I thought, that, I thought that was the sound of you choking on the giant dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the soundtrack. It's that and Michelle Branch. <laughs> Just layered on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bad idea. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. And uh, gender is a real bummer, dude. Like, yeah. all I think when I see these gender reveals now, and I see the people like so excited to have a baby of a specific biological sex, I'm just like, you're just celebrating all of the bullshit you are going to like drop on this kid's shoulders before they even have 
a sense of identity, right? Like, yeah. you are celebrating because you think this means, oh, if it's a boy, we're going to, you know, uh, play baseball together and, uh, you know, whatever. And if it's a girl, we're going to get to, you know, buy her pretty dresses. Like, the things you're celebrating are, by definition, the things that uh, have, don't make any sense. And it's, like, right. bullshit for you to be excited about that. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, gender doesn't have to be this thing that you, that is such a huge bummer. And... I don't know, just observing, like, my niece and the way that she was raised, you know, like, her parents, even though they had a gender reveal party, they, uh, you know, raised her to be whatever the fuck she wants to be. And um, we're very careful not to put the tropes on her, buy princess dolls or paint things pink. Everything was, like, gray, (laughs) gray, 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 gray. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And it's cool because now she's, like, blossoming into whatever she's supposed to become as opposed to, like, all these tropes that have been you know, put on her by pressure and she loves, you know, soccer and sports and also sometimes dolls and making music and just, yeah, it's great. And I think if she decides that she is like a capital W woman, then that's great. And that's her choice to, you know, be whatever she's into. I have a bunch of nieces and nephews, the oldest of which are now going away to college next year, which tells you how old I am. Old. Yeah. And one, so two of my nephews are twins, born on the same day, not identical twins, fraternal twins. And okay. they were raised, you know, my, my family is not politically conservative, like far less conservative than your family, for example. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll probably call themselves centrists and, you know, think that some of the progressive stuff is good and some of it's like, you know, poppycock or whatever. Like Cowards. You know, right. So, like, these twins were raised in a household that is far more traditionalist than I would raise my own kids in. Right. And yet, you know, much less traditionalist than the household that their parents were raised in or certainly, you know, you know the generation before them, like still everything is, is inching towards a more progressive slant. And these two twins going away to college next year, uh, both boys, one of them is like sports is life. Lacrosse, hockey, uh, plays a lot of video games, you know, wears backwards baseball caps and loose basketball mm-hmm. shorts, like just like a bro, subdued, Chad bro chill. He's the sweetest kid, but like he's a dude. He's just a dude. Yeah. And the other twin is going to fashion school next year. And oh, great. takes all these Instagram photos and is like a minor Instagram influencer where he's posing wearing high heels and makeup and hair extensions. And, you know, they went to like Catholic school in the suburbs and were raised by, again, by my barometer, fairly. Wait, is this hmm? fairly what? A fairly traditional family. And still, it's that much less traditional that like he felt comfortable doing his thing, right? And right. it's beautiful to watch. Is he the one who taught you how to pose in photos? Mm, I might have told a story about him doing that before. Yeah. yeah. Like where you like hold your tongue on the roof of your mouth. Yes, exactly. And that was release him. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, precisely. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. Well, I'm glad so he's, he's like yeah. doing his whole he's thing. And it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to me to look at the kid he became. And by all means, I mean, he seems like a happy, great kid. Uh, and he did that, you know, going to Catholic school in the suburbs. It's like, wow, that's. The suburbs are different yeah. now, I guess, because yeah. even when I w- I'm only, you know what, I guess I'm 15 years older than him, 20, 12 years older than him, something like that. And uh, even when I was going through, you know, high school at a public high school, like that would have been really quite challenging to pull off. Like you would have been 
just mocked relentlessly and it doesn't seem like he is as much. Seems like he has a bunch of friends and, you know, they accept him and do this whole thing. I don't know. I'm impressed by it. Yeah. That's awesome. It's cool. It's very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Progress. Very cool. Very cool. The world is slowly changing in good ways and in bad ways. I don't think many of the changes are in bad ways. I think most of the things people feel like are changes in bad ways are just people realizing for the first time how bad things have always been. Yeah, well, I'm just talking. Yeah, I'm just talking about like global warming and stuff. But right, I mean, that's the thing where it's like that's been fucked up since the industrial revolution, and right, we've basically been getting better since then, except for China, a couple other places. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's still still pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, always been bad. But now you know, know would you go back, Linda? Would you undo the industrial revolution if you could? Uh, it's the thing about. Would you still invent the car to save all the lives that have been taken from the vehicle? Wait, invent the car to save the lives that have been taken by it? Would you uninvent the car to save the lives of all of the people who've been That's your first thought? That's your first thought about about getting rid of the car is the, you know, whatever million people that have died in car accidents and traffic accidents and stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, that's like a, there's some, did I tell you this on the podcast? I don't remember. There's some professor. We recorded a lot of podcasts. I know, right? Well, that's uh, 200 episodes, Linda. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. It's pretty nuts. But no, there's just like some professor who um, starts his class by saying like, okay, if I could, um, if you could all approve an invention that will change the world, it'll push us forward in time by like a thousand years. It'll be huge progress for the entire world. Um, but you understand that with this invention, you'll lose like a hundred people per year and it's totally random. You don't know who those people are going to be. It could be someone you love. It could be you like, do you still push that thing forward? And then it's this huge conversation about ethics. And then the guy's like, ta-da, the thing we're talking about is the invention of the automobile. Um, and the college kids are like, professor, you blew my mind. You blew my fucking mind. Oh my Let God. me go down on you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Isn't that what professors do? They just like hook up with their students. I guess it's not where my brain went first, but uh, all right, I'm glad to hear that's where you're coming from. <laughs> Whatever. That's, that's the that's the skewed view of Linda. You tune in for everybody. <laughs> that's just the trope to me. If you're like somebody gets their mind blown and is like, "Let me suck your dick." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so horny. I don't know what to do. You blow my mind so hard, I want to blow your balls. Um. <laughs> uh, but it is an interesting question. I, I posed it in the well, car with my family and, uh, and my niece was in the car and she was like, and both of my sister and my brother-in-law were saying like, yeah, I, yeah, you'd have to, you know, push humanity forward. Like, let's take the invention. And then Carson starts going, don't kill the people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she thought it. that like in that moment we were deciding that we, we were going to kill the all switch. these people. <laughs> yeah. My... My thing about that is, if you take the car as an example, I don't think you can cleanly or even remotely cleanly say, well, because we invented the car, you know, this many hundreds of thousands of people died that would have lived. Because how many lives has the car also saved by getting people to emergency medical services in time? Like, Is it more than yeah. would have died? Or how many people would have died in transportation by old means of transportation? They would have been on a steamship that blew up on the Mississippi or on a train that derailed. Like, I, right. I, it's not... It's not so clean as that, I, th- I don't think. Uh, if you could pose it 
literally that cleanly and like these people will live or these other people will die then frankly my attitude on progress is uh fuck it <laughs> like no, no progress fuck it. like like yeah. the, the way that the, the way that society defines progress is not the way that i would define progress now if you told right. me you could like you know invent a uh you know a, a vaccine to cure malaria and you know cure cancer but that's going to kill a hundred other people that don't have malaria or cancel. Then it's like, yeah, now you're playing the trolley problem game. And it's like, yeah, sure. I'll take the trolley problem. But overall, or, you know, maybe, maybe a a better way to look at it is like, if you were going to very meaningfully improve the quality of life for, you know, the poorest two thirds of the planet and in exchange, 1% of the population is going to die, you know, because of it. Like, is that an exchange you make? Like how, how much better do you have to make the lives of everybody uh, to, to make that sacrifice. And so often what we as a like society define as better is like, Oh, you can get somewhere faster or you can, you know, do something more efficient. It's always defined by efficiency and efficiency is not my value. But if we could measure it in other ways, you know, health and prosperity and stuff like that, Not, not money prosperity, but like people being able to pursue what they value kind of prosperity, then I think you have a conversation on your hands. So stupid. But I would uninvent the car. Fuck it. I don't like cars. <laughs> My problem is not cars. My problem is roads. I mean, cars or whatever. The fact that we built all of our goddamn infrastructure around this fucking invention. Yeah. That's what sucks about it. Right? I I hate this because Atlanta is where my family is, and it would be kind of dope to be there. But every time I go back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not here because of the traffic. Time to drive it's everywhere. It's so stupid. Yeah, you have to get in your little box, your little transportation box. Time to drive everywhere. And in my experience, every third road in Atlanta is called Peachtree. It's like Peachtree Avenue, Peachtree Road, Peachtree Drive, Peachtree Street. Yeah, there are certainly several, several Peachtrees. Yeah. And they're all like not connected to each other in various ways and they dead end. Can you tell I'm speaking um, from the perspective of somebody who got lost on a Peachtree Street when I was in Atlanta for the first time (laughs) 10 years ago, 12 years ago? I'm not surprised. It's a very wiggly city. Yeah. It's also well, like, it's one of those sense. weird cities that's like, I, why did they build it there? I guess I could Google this to find out, but there's no water anywhere. There's no, like, it's not it's the mouth a, of a river. It's not. It's a train hub. But like, a tra- a train hub is not a natural thing. It wasn't that the trains were there and then you build a city. Like, why was the train hub built there and not somewhere else? Right. I guess just because it was like in the middle. I guess. It's like, all right, we're in the middle between this point and this other point. What's to the east of Atlanta, though, that is a Sa- train Well, there's hub. like Savannah. Is Savannah. I don't know if it goes from Savannah to there. I'm going to look at a map. I've been very interested in maps lately. I, I know very little about Georgia's history, and I'm ashamed. Don't be ashamed. History's for nerds. <laughs> Atlanta. So, I mean, like Charleston, I guess yeah. maybe Charlotte was the east point of atlanta like the train going but then from like charlotte what's, what's to the deal dallas. with charlotte charlotte don't got no water uh, charlotte's on a couple lakes it looks like but i think it was also the cotton plantations in georgia where they built the railroad so that they could transport all that fabric yeah, yeah, Charlotte also doesn't make a lot of sense honestly and even just nashville really these are all cities where it's like why'd you build a city here people I think it was just the cotton industry. Nashville's got this tiny little shit river running through it, the Cumberland River, but it can't possibly have been like a a shipping lane because it kind of like trails off to a, it just doesn't go anywhere. I don't think you can ship anything on the Cumberland River. 
bunch of factories. See, this is why I'm comfortable in New York, Philadelphia, Washington, Baltimore. These places all make sense. You build a city in a nice bay on the on the coast. That's what you do. The Civil War. <laughs> Cotton gin. History and stuff. Hey. Hey. Why did Richmond pop up where Richmond popped up? Stonewall. Richmond is on the James River. The James River is chill as hell. You been to Richmond? Nope. Richmond slaps. I really That's like it? Richmond. Yeah, Richmond is like my favorite non-Baltimore city I've ever been to, I would say. That's awesome. At least in America. We can't you can't hold American cities to the bar of, you know, old world European cities and, you know, Asian cities and stuff. It's never going to compare. Wait, were you, just, were you just there? Is that what happened? No, I was in Asheville. And Asheville sucks. <laughs> oh, okay. Asheville. Asheville sucks. Got it. Dude, Asheville is so, so profoundly uncool. It was pitched to me as like, oh, it's the coolest little city. It's like so fun and liberal and like weird it's like the you know the austin of north carolina or whatever yeah it was just linda the whole city was just here's a bunch of retired dads wearing margaritaville t-shirts going going to breweries and then in the breweries linda in every single brewery they're all unironically playing late 90s and early 2000s pop rock it's like it's like sugar ray uh green day uh uncle yeah, cracker like hey guys remember when you were in college and or your early career and it's relive the good old all days. white people the entire place is white people it's like it's supposed to be an art city and they have these like art booths up and the art is all just god awful just terrible the worst kind of art you know yeah it's just so uninspiring and just uh, look i took an oversaturated picture of flowers and you know uh, posted <laughs> it next to my oversaturated picture of a sunset so contrasty Oh God, it was not. Look cool. at the angles, though, Andy. The angles. It was not. I had a I had a nice enough trip. It's you know it's nice to get out of uh get out of the city and like you know do your thing. But uh, it was not 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 cool. I will not be going back to Asheville. Yeah, I do not recommend it. Don't ever go back. I I did a hike to the top of Mount Mitchell, the tallest mountain on the east of the Mississippi. Oh, that's nice. It is not that tall. How what? How tall isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I think it's like just shy of 7,000 feet? Something like that? <laughs> I don't actually know. But uh, it's not that tall. And... I, just saw, I just saw something I need to talk through with you real quick. All right, unpack it with me. That's what I'm here for. Um, okay, so I'm sitting on my friend's stoop. Okay. Mis- the mosquitoes keep following me. Okay, paint and, a word picture. Um, I'm there. Yeah. And so somebody just walked by me who had clearly just finished a run, and they were a man. Okay, so far it and... sounds like me... 45 minutes ago. Yeah. And their shirt was entirely soaked through. Yep. Still except me. For, except for two perfect circles around the nipples. Oh, you know what that is? I can explain that right away. Please do. This person has some like anti-chafing bandages or like stickies, like little little pasties yeah? on their nipples to keep okay, their shirt from chafing I, their nipples. That's what I, that's what I guessed, but it, it was just profound. Yeah. That would look a little strange. I mean... I don't want to like make fun of people or, you know, like well, I'm, not, good, then don't. I'm not trying to dog on this guy because good for him. He just went for a run, but it was just very strange. And I was like, maybe there's a lot of hair right there. Maybe no. he's got really hairy nips. No, it, it, it's no, got to be like a little pasty. It's okay. got to be a little pasty. I think hair okay, is just, just like a thing I'm not aware sweaty. of. Yeah. Cool. All right. I, I'm, right, so I'm, I'm lucky to not have sensitive nipples. You know, I don't, I don't have chafing problems when I run, but I know, some, I know some people suffer with it. Yeah. I, I have a friend who does. He ran a marathon, and at the end, his, he had two little blood stains dripping down the front of his 
There is no if I ran a marathon, there is zero goddamn chance I'm wearing a shirt. No chance. Yeah. No way. I'm running twenty six miles. I'm not wearing a shirt. And I'm wearing the small shorts I can get my hands on. The little speedo? Yeah, sure. Why not? Buckle it up tight. Sounds a buckle speedo. Yeah. Speedo with a big like Texas belt like buckle a big on it. Gucci a Gucci buckle. There you go. Perfection. Perfection, Linda. Uh <laughs> that's cute okay so anyways back to uh Asheville sucking oh that's it i mean i don't have to like you know dog on it more but just uh not a cool place sorry it sucks when you don't like it now sorry. you don't have to go back sorry everybody that thinks it's cool it's actually not cool <laughs> it was like <laughs> i mean like it was exactly the kind of place that uh, no disrespect to my mother who listens but i think she even said ahead of time Asheville's so cool my mom would think Asheville's cool you know if you grew up in the suburbs or whatever you think Asheville's oh, cool because yeah. it's like it's like a slightly plussed up suburb, but it is not cool. I'm sorry. Yeah. Extremely uncool. Yeah, it's funny. It's like when I was younger and I lived in the suburbs and I would visit Atlanta, I'd go to these like very specific neighborhoods that when you move to Atlanta, you never go to those neighborhoods. You just mean like the like, inner harbor equivalent of Atlanta? Uh, I don't know what that is, but it's like little five points. It's where all like the cool shops are and like Yeah, like the it, tourist it areas. Yeah, well, it gets, but when you're in the suburbs, like this place in Atlanta, it seems like it's where all the cool kids go, and then you're like, oh, it's where like the cool kids from the suburbs go. You ready to you ready to cringe your eyes out? Ready for this? Yeah. When I was in uh, high school, you know, I was an art, I was an arty kid, as as we know, we well trod yep. territory. And what uh, me and my other arty kid friends would do, like you know, junior year of high school, maybe senior year of high school. Is we would take the the R five the regional rail uh, into Philadelphia because I was in a like far flung suburb of Philadelphia, and we would just like take our cameras in and go take pictures around Center City and just like it's it's oh, us yeah. it's us on like you know next to the Love statue or in like you know in this park and we're like taking these moody black and white photos for our on some abandoned railroad tracks right exactly it, it, exactly stuff like that except it wasn't even abandoned we weren't even that cool it was like. Wherever you get off, basically at Central Station, uh, you know, I think it's Penn Station in uh, Philadelphia, didn't even get on the subway or anything. We just immediately were like, all right, walk out of the train station, and now we think we're in the cool city, and we're yeah. in, we're in the equivalent of like you know, like just the like center of the like commercial district, basically. <laughs> and we're walking around like, ooh, so cool and dangerous. I'm gonna get a street soft pretzel. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I definitely did all of the things you just mentioned. It reminded me that my friend, um, I probably talked about him on this pod- podcast, Josh Fletcher, my seventh grade boyfriend. But Ooh, when we're dropping last names now, everybody docks Josh Fletcher. Ah, whatever. It's a pretty common name, so it might be hard to find. But when he was, I think we were in like our freshman year of college or something, he was putting out his own little album. Oh, and boy. So we went to, me and him went to Macon, Georgia. Maybe it was even just our senior year. I don't remember. But yeah, we went to Macon, Georgia to take a bunch of moody pictures in like an old theater that was abandoned. And uh, oh, yeah. Dude, one that, time, one time we died. rode the R5 into Philadelphia with like a five foot long, like full length mirror just so we could place the mirror around places around Center City and, you know, get mirror photos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Very cool stuff. Very cool, Andy. Very. And that's artsy. how we ended up so cool. And in our mid thirties, Linda, that's that's our arc. Super creative. I know. Now we're creative professionals. And whatever we're doing right now, we're gonna make fun of in twenty years. So I make fun of it every day. So <laughs> I'm ahead of the curve, baby. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> I'm ahead of the curve on self-loathing. 
<laughs> I know uh, today I had a moment where there were these kids filming one kid skateboarding and they were just like right in front of a store and the kid was doing like a kick flip over something. And then he like didn't make the landing, but you know, they had their cameras really low to the ground and like right. doing cool angles and, and he fucked up his trick and I just go idiot. <laughs> oh, you are such an old fogey. See, I love I those know. kids. I think that's great. I'm so into people out there, you know, ska- well, there's, there's this in warm... my heart of hearts, I love them too, but it just came out of my right. mouth. But now you're but... now you're just in your mid thirties. That just comes out now. You can't control it, it anymore. It happens. It's a, it's a it's a reflex. There's yeah. a there's this one little square, basically on my college campus, with like a statue on it, a little monument, and I for four years watched skateboarders on that thing like oh basically every day, and I'm not sure I ever saw a single person land a trick like any trick (laughs) over four years it was just constant failure but i fucking love that that's great go out yeah fail get your knees all scraped up shoot some dumb videos so you uh, can post it to your youtube channel that's creative i'm into that it's amazing how much pain you don't feel at that age oh boy i was i was watching uh i was in a at the place i play magic it's also as a bar and they had a tv in the bar and it had that uh do you ever watch mxc when you were growing up? No. What's that? This is a show. I forget what MXC even stands for. It was on, I want to say Comedy Central, maybe. Basically, it was like, it was this Japanese game show, like, you know, where it was like regular people doing kind of low budget physical challenges. Like, think American Ninja Warrior, but like yeah. a tenth the budget, you know? And it's just like, okay. all right, you're going to try and walk up this hill and we're going to roll giant styrofoam rocks down at you, basically. Nice. Uh, but the, what the show was, is it was some people in America had paid for the rights to import this show, but they had just overdubbed it with them like like doing dumb jokes about all the people, like pretending all the people are characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's pretty funny when you're, you know, in middle school. It's a pretty good middle school show. But it's a bunch yeah. of regular people, like, you know, getting mildly injured as they, you know, perform these game show tasks. And all I could think watching it is like, man, if I did any of these now, I would just be bedridden for days. I, oh, I, yeah. I'm too old now to be falling downstairs or diving into mud pits face first to try and catch a ball or whatever. Totally. On Ju- uh, July 4th, I was um, with my friend's family up in Minnesota. And for some reason, the TV had a wipeout marathon on. And they just had the TV on mute. So that, like, it's a giant social gathering. You know, it's like all these family members who hadn't seen each other. That's a whole thing. The TV on on mute at social gatherings is a a whole vibe. Well, I really appreciated it. Because everyone was outside for the most part. But then they'd go inside to get a drink or get a snack. And it was just, like, this perfect little introverts retreat. Like every now and then, you would just see like one or two people stop and watch Wipeout for like twenty minutes and what? be like, oh. "I don't know Wipeout. What's Wipeout?" It's basically exactly what you're talking about. It's like all these like foam obstacle courses set up, and they're they're designed for people to fail. Like there, it's not like American Ninja Warrior where you can like actually train and do good and like be successful. It's like they're all rigged so that things will like hit you like when you're least expecting it. And like, there's clearly someone behind the stage, like pushing a button, right? just pressing so, a like, lever that, you know, hits you in yeah. the balls with a rake. And yeah, like a giant boxing glove, like while you're on a balance beam. So a giant boxing glove will like come out of the wall that you have no way of anticipating. Uh, and then push you into like a giant puddle of mud. But yeah, I was watching that and feeling like, Oh my God, I would absolutely die. Right. Say hi to Mark real quick. Hi Mark. Hello. <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic to see me, Mark. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bye, Mark. Mark is running to, uh, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I do, because I was just a friend. Have fun. He's running to dinner with a friend. Okay. Have fun, Mark. Okay. I'll make let good him out when I go back in. Andy says to make good choices. Burger. He said burger. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Beautiful. Um, uh, I forgot what I was saying. But yeah, he's going to go eat burgers and I'm going to watch the dog. Uh, yeah, friend who had baby, we're watching her dog. So we have two doggies in the house. Double doggies. Double doggies. What and kind of doggie is the guest doggie? Guest doggie is like uh, some mixed breed who is very tall makes Lenny look like <laughs> makes Lenny look like a little a little nothing real tall drink of water of this uh this guest dog oh yeah very lean very thin well do you know I'm gonna um, demand pics I need to see pics of the guest doggy and Lenny coexisting oh yeah. maybe a brief vid Second. I'm running from the mosquitoes again I can tell you're going through your doorway now because you're cutting out as you always do <laughs> No, I'm just walking away from my house, and I had to turn off Wi-Fi because it picked up Wi-Fi. It's a whole thing. Oh, I see, I see, um, I see, I see. Well, I'll let you go. You go back and get to your doggies. No, I'm sending you a photo so we can talk about it, a photo that nobody else can oh, see. Oh, we can do it right now. Grace, my favorite kind of podcasting, where we get yeah, to talk about a visual exactly. aid that no one else gets to see. Oh, wow. that's He's standing on top of the bedside table. Yeah, so that's where Lenny normally sits and looks out the window. Wait, Lenny sits on top of that normally? Yeah. He just, like, you got some, you got some cat-like dogs. Yeah, they really are. And we give Lenny a little like cushion to sit on. And for, for the listener, there is a like IKEA filing cabinet uh, on top of which is a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> not a, it's a not a low filing cabinet. I would say what it's like you know twenty four inches high or something. It's it's kind of yeah. kind of high. And there's it's a whole tight. big big tall boy on top looking out the window. Yep. Yeah, and Lenny loves him. Lenny is like little brother with Jocko. He just like runs around, does whatever he does. He, like, and Jocko doesn't give a shit about Lenny. He's just like, Jocko's, he's like, Jocko's got a little beard. Jocko looks like he's an old man. He is. I think he's like eight. Well, he's not that old. Not that old, but See, you know. he's almost eight. She doesn't have much of a beard going to, on. To Lenny, he's, he's big bro, you know? Yeah. Too cute. But, I can't so wait yeah. to meet Leonard for the first time. I know. I can't believe you haven't met him. I know. It's it's going to be so soon. Only like, what, two, like two and a half weeks, and then I'll be there petting Lenny. Yay. It's going to be great. Very excited. Can't wait. Can't wait to Same. pet dog, meet dog. I guess seeing you will be fine, too, but I'm mostly excited to see the dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally respect that. He's a good dog, Brent. What? Oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to send right. you a, uh, an MXC clip thing on youtube oh, please do. so you can uh experience what we were talking about that sounds great i think you will but i'm gonna go have thoughts about eat. it i'm gonna eat dinner and play with two dogs bye-bye enjoy your dog and dinner time i love you i love you so much linda bye bye